Hello and welcome to EdTech America, where we interview experts in education and technology to determine how we can make education in America the best it can be. This is your host, John Simmerling from EdTech Shop. Today we have Camilla Lastein from Lix Technologies in Denmark. Camilla dropped out of college at age 20 when she was fed up with physical textbooks and realized that at the time, only 2% of textbooks were available digitally. She was recently listed as one of Forbes 30 under 30 social entrepreneurs in Europe. We are here to learn about her vision for education. All right, Camilla, thank you for joining the show. Could you tell us a bit about your journey founding Lix? Yeah, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on this podcast. Uh, and I think it's a great, and a, a, sorry, a great initiative. <laughs> yeah, so Lix started back in 2013 when I was a university student myself. I studied economics in a university in Denmark. And I was sitting in an exam and I was flipping through my textbook, trying to find this formula I needed to answer an exam question with. And I just kept going back and forth and couldn't find it. And I actually ended up not answering the question, which was quite, quite anti-climatic. <laughs> so I went home, you know, sobbed a little bit uh, over the, the terrible exam. And, and suddenly it hit me, you know, why don't you have all of your textbooks on your computer on a month subscription? You know, I used Spotify every day. I used Netflix as well. Like you, we're so used to these subscription services within the content space. And I thought, you know what, why not for your textbooks as well? So you had this idea and then you dropped out of college, made an app, got customers. How did that process work? Yeah, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah, from, from getting the idea back in 2013, it's been, you know, it's been a long journey. Um, and I have learned so much from both, you know, starting a company, but also a lot about the education space, especially in higher education. So what we do is we uh, we work with the big international publishers. Uh, we are very in very close partnerships with uh, Pearson Education, uh, McGraw-Hill, Wiley, all the big publishers uh, that you probably know from your university time. Um, so we partnered with, with these publishers and have all the textbooks uh, that you need as a student on a subscription on a monthly subscription so it's approximately uh, 30 dollars $30 a month and then you have everything you need uh, you can you know you have all your notes in one place you have all your highlights it's color coded you can search through like across your books you can search in your notes and highlights you can uh, there's text to speech so you can listen to your books as well like audio is so you know front and center right now uh, for a lot of content and so we have that as well. You can, uh, there's, for example, like I'm Danish and all of my textbooks were in English. So a lot of the words I didn't get as a freshman uh, student. So we have translation in the app as well and dictionary. So you don't have to leave the context of your studies to actually, you know, get what, what the book says. Um, so you have the definition to have everything in one place. Uh, and that was the, the initial idea of Lix. It's like th this everything in one place, this study space where you enter and you don't have to leave it. You don't have to go to your, you don't have to go to Facebook and be distracted to interact with your groups. You don't have to look at Snapchat or, or, or you know, uh, Instagram or anything else. Uh, you just need to be right there. Um, yeah. So it's, um, 
Yeah, today we work with uh, over 17,000 publishers uh, worldwide, uh, and we're one out of two companies who have the core textbooks for the reading lists, which is uh, an accomplishment that we have been working four years to to succeed with. Um, and uh, we have a little less than a million textbooks online. And uh, yeah, we're primarily targeting business and economic students in uh, in the beginning of their education. and are launching in Denmark and the Netherlands and Switzerland uh, next week, actually. Okay, yeah. I, w- when I went on your website a couple weeks ago uh, versus a couple days ago, I think you doubled the number of schools that are available. So you, you're yeah. growing pretty quickly. Yeah, we are. Uh, <laughs> um, so a lot of things are happening right now, but it's also it's a quite tough market because we we have a huge seasonality that we need to we need to deal with. Uh, so our former, um, one of our former investors, he, he always used to say that, you know, licks, I would actually rather sell Christmas trees than I would sell textbooks because you're so seasonal. Uh, and we have this 14 day window where we have to do everything. Of course, depending on the market, but but yeah, it's a very short uh, seasonal season, yeah. Right, you know that, and I, I guess your model of charging a monthly subscription really helps out your finances because that, that way you don't have that spiky revenue. Yeah, so that helps us a lot, but it's it's a little bit challenging in terms of the growth. So we, you know, if you imagine like Lego blocks, we kind of grow year on year as a, with a Lego block. It's not like this nice hockey stick. So it's taking a lot of us for like uh, to prepare for a market. Uh, you know, we have to go out, we have to curate okay, what is on your reading list as a student. Uh, we need to make sure we have the right textbooks on like in in our on our platform um, and we need to make sure that uh, we are in front of the right student at the right time with the right offering um, so there's a lot of complexity and usually university students are very you know protected in their environment because they don't want commercial and ent- at least not in, in in Europe mostly they don't want commercial entities to interfere too much with the students right yeah so I, I would think ideally you, you would Maybe in the future, you'd be able to get more than just uh, students buying the textbooks at the start of the year because you add other features to the textbooks. You let people take notes, you let them search, you let them highlight. If I were a student with a physical textbook, I might partway through the year want to switch and use uh, the online Lick solution or the the on-computer Lick solution. So, Sarah, can you repeat that? Yeah, I was just stating that you add value to your customers more so than just reading. You're adding highlighting study tools, search tools. I would hope that some students would see the light partway through the year and switch to licks. I hope so as well. And I like right now our mission is to really lighten the burden because there are so many there are so many um, frustrations, you know, when you're a student, you need to be organized, you need to stay on top of what your like all your homework, you need to do your essays in time. Uh, you need to stay on top of when your exams are, where they are, and all this information is spread out across, you know, so many platforms. So you have your your groups on, for example, on Facebook. You have your your learning management system that is, you know, selected by the university, where you have the, the interaction emails from your professor. You have a Dropbox or a Google Drive where you have all the exam assignments and 
no group assignments. You have your own, uh, you use OneNote or Evernote or whatever uh, to have your private notes. Um, some of them are shared, some of them are not. Like there is this just this mess of information and um, you know lack of organization that makes it a lot, like it puts so much pressure on you as, as a student today where you, you have to spend a lot of your brain capacity to actually just keep up. Right. Instead of you spending that time on actually learning something new and evolving and, and you know, becoming a, a better, like becoming better. So we want to, you know, automate and, and help you lighten the burden on those very basic things. And that's that's kind of the first step of our, our long-term product roadmap. So we want to, first of all, go in. Uh, we have a platform approach to really try to... Um, address these low, very practical problems. Like some, something like when you have to do an essay, when you do the literature list for that, you have to do it manually usually. Why, why is that not automatic? Why is it not just a copy paste and it, it you know, it copies to your clipboard and pastes and you have, you know, the source. That's a tiny thing, but it can take people hours to do when they're done with an assignment. Um, and is step two is more of like you know going into uh, looking at, at all the data and how people learn because we are all different so you might prefer listening to your textbooks whereas I like you know watching a video or uh, you know uh, participating in some interactive game or something uh, so we all learn in a different way and we do uh, we have some research projects going on um, with some universities in the US and the Danish Technical University as well where we look into uh, CSCL which is computer supported collaborative learning so we look into how can we make this you know this space that which is actually a virtual study space it's not just a pdf with your with your textbook on it or the content you need it's you know looking into how you learn most effectively as a person and how you learn differently um how you learn as a group in a more of a like a a, a bigger um yeah bigger, bigger basically a bigger group um and how you can you know help each other get those eureka moments if that makes sense yeah um yeah so that's like yeah the short and, and medium term and and then i think the like the long-term mission for for licks is to to look at you know making higher education available for uh, basically making it available for everyone and making it affordable for everyone uh, because we have some massive problems that we need to solve within the next uh, you know, within the next 50 years and I believe that the more brains we can empower to work on that problem the more likely we are to solve it um, and yeah we have some massive countries uh, like India and China that where high education is really you know, you know people are getting up to speed with uh, the percentage of the population that is going into higher education institutions now uh, compared to just uh, five years ago. So, yeah. Absolutely. So when you say affordable and available to everyone, are you, mm-hmm. does that mean you're, you're going to come out with really like a solution down the road that is an online university or, or partner with universities, keep their costs down? Because if we decrease the cost of textbooks, that'll surely help tons of people. But here in the U.S., at least, you know, university is still $20,000 a year and a lot yeah. of people can't afford that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I guess how, how do we get from where we are to this this 50-year vision where it's available and um, accessible for everyone? Mm. So uh, what I see is is like the online university. Uh, and that's, I think that's that's kind of my dream is to make the 
like the first truly accredited uh, or not accredited if that doesn't if that matter at that time but the first established online university and it should be a place where you actually you don't just go and check out some videos you know that is in a specific order to learn how to learn a specific skill it's something that where you go and you you explore just as much as you learn because I think like when we grow up we kind of lose our curiosity we kind of lose our you know our um, what is it called like we want to explore we want to find out we want to you know learn something new and as we grow up we're you know we are formed by both our parents and societies like yeah this is what you should do and this is what you should not do and you should definitely take a college education that's for sure um but i think we kind of lose that curiosity i think in some educational systems it's encouraged more than others but there are definitely a lot of higher education institutions and, and like systems in the world where you kind of get into you know higher education and it, you're you're on this I imagine like a, a car factory where you just like an assembly line is called where you get in in the beginning and you're just on this assembly line and you know the university just spits out you know a grade students in the other end and and I think a, a lot of a lot of the anxiety issues we have with generation c um that people were born from like 95 and later a lot of the anxiety issues a lot of the like this um all the social pressure and the pressure from themselves that they uh, that they experience i think is uh, a lot of it can be yeah could, could be uh taken away from 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 this particularly particular thing because uh, like you say college education is so expensive and and you have to go into a massive amount of debts or, or have some money already to, to just get in. So yeah, kind of encouraging the, the playfulness, the exploratory, uh, if that's a word, it's probably is, uh, explore, you know, exploring. I don't know, I don't know the word. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, and, and in an online university, basically. Um, yeah. I, I, I think like that talk- would be super cool. Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, yeah, I just wanted to say that I think that's I, I think that would be a really cool thing to do, and also it would be, would really make people uh, possible to make it possible for people to study from anywhere and for everyone to study. And also, the, the textbook industry is experiencing such a high degree of piracy and secondhand uh, in the market that they are struggling a lot to to maintain their revenues, especially in the in the mature market. So. In, in that case, we're also helping them to kind of channel the revenue back, even though the price might be a little bit lower um, than the physical book, but also their cost is, is lower. And we can, you know, take that, we can hopefully cannibalize on the on the, uh, the piracy and secondhand and rental market and then channel that revenue back to the publishers. Right. So to the, the textbook companies listening to this, my, my understanding is that Lix has built-in privacy protection it's an app installed on the students' computers, and there's not really a way to to pirate it. Is that a good, a good description? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, we got audited by the big publishers, so we have like we it took three quarters of a year to just get approved security-wise. But uh, yeah, we are. Okay. You you mentioned the, you talked about the curious natural curiosity and playfulness we have. When you go on your website, it's full of colors and animations. And I think even your your hiring page, rather than saying, come work for us, you say, come play with us. Um, and I imagine like this whole time you'd be very stressed, you know, r- running a growing company. Uh, can you talk about your philosophy of play with work? 
Yeah, sure. Um, so I have um, I've been a person that has been working a lot of hours, and I, I still am. Um, work a lot, and I just you know you want to do when you when you start a company, you want to do everything to make it happen, like everything, and you're just so you know dead set on making this company um, fly that you are willing to not sleep, uh, look like a homeless person for a year. <laughs> and, and, and you know, I have, I, personally, I slept on a couch in a studio apartment with one of my friends for one and a half year, uh, where I didn't have a salary, I didn't have anything. Um, and I was basically cleaning the apartment in return for her uh, cooking some food. So like, that's one of the things that sometimes you just have to go through. Uh, and if you want it enough, it's, uh, uh, yeah. It's, it's worth it all but I think uh, my philosophy with play in, in like in terms of work is I am as a, as a like as a leader I'm very very flexible I don't there's so much like flexibility and, and you can do pretty much what you like but the expectations for your performance is extremely high so it's like it's um, I don't know how to explain it um, I, th I think the playfulness is you need to encourage it as a leader so I am not some you know stiff businessy kind of person that try to be something that I'm not um, I try to be uh, also personal at work I try to also encourage to fun I try to take initiative uh, for an office party or, or whatever it might be um, or, or just doing something here in the semester start uh, everyone is super stressed but we just try to make the best of it and try to have fun with it instead of you know stressing out and, and yelling at each other because that's not going to get us anywhere and also I think the culture of work is just basically different than in the US uh, if you're like sitting and listening from the US the Danish work culture is very different and it is I think from what I've experienced is, is way more casual and there's a like we're usually um we're Denmark is usually known for the work-life balance you know so I think that is also playing a big factor but for me I yeah I, I think it's just I think it's important if, if people are not rested if people are not enjoying what they do you can't squeeze creativity you can't squeeze good work out of them it just doesn't work like that it doesn't work to make them work more hours you need to have people that want to be there because they love being there and because they really you know are passionate about what you do and the purpose of the company and your mission and when you have that kind of team which I'm super fortunate to to have um, then you can get extremely far uh, yeah but I but I don't think uh, the other approach works really well right at least at least in this size company I don't have experience with you know a huge company so yeah Right, changing direction a little bit. On your, mm. your your TEDx talk online, you you talk a lot about purpose and mm. wanting to leave a mark on the world. What I mean, what what motivates you? Why 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 are you trying to leave a mark in the world? And specifically, why in the education space? So I think first of all, if, the reason why I'm passionate about the education space. If we take that first. I think education is such an interesting field because it is what shapes, you know, the next generation of people that is going to that is going to change the world. 
and that is going to shape the world. Um, that's one thing. Also, I love learning and evolving myself. I feel so motivated and I thrive so much when I feel like I can add a new tool to my toolbox or if my horizon is kind of broadened out. I meet people from a different culture I've never met before. I learn something, you know, to say something in a new language or whatever it might be. Um, I, I really find that, I find it fascinating and the way you can, you know, again, being curious and venture into new areas and, and broaden your horizon. And then uh, I think the biggest the biggest reason of, of why uh, I'm in this field is because I think it's basically broken. I think the higher education system is not where it should be. And if you look at it, it hasn't evolved a lot over the last many, many years. Uh, the initial purpose of the university was to create a whole, whole you know, person. It was to, if you look at the, the first university from, from Italy, um, it was, it, the purpose was to make this human that was the 360 degrees, a uh, human that knew a lot about a lot of things or a little about a lot of things, sorry. Um, so you would, you would be, I don't know, I, I need a word, but, um, but it's more of the, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the word. I, I feel like I want to Google it, but I don't know if I can. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 go ahead and Google it. We, okay, I'm actually just going to do that first. We will take a quick Google break. So while, uh, <laughs> while Camilla is doing that, um, I just want to say for the first half of this interview, she was kind of extraordinarily humble on the journey she went through. If you read online and watch the videos of her online, you know, she was just a 20-year-old college student and somehow dropped out, um, found developers, found a co-partner, uh, took a bank loan, got scammed by her first co-founder, recovered from that, ended up getting customers with apps she built from the next co-founder she she found, and then they raised $7.5 million. Now they have a team of 30 people. And uh, I just kind of wanted to get that story in there because it's, it's really interesting. <laughs> Thank you. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, uh, but okay, so the word I was looking for was formation. I don't know if it, had, it has the same meaning in English as it has in Danish, but formation is, uh, at least in Danish, it has this, you know, it, it's the creation of the whole human. Um, and I think that was the initial purpose of the university. Uh, and I find that super interesting, like that original thought. And that it was about the curiosity. It was about venturing into new areas that you have never been before. Now it's more like it's been so optimized that, you know, the, the higher education system, it cultivates competitiveness. It, it cultivates, you know, focusing on yourself, being selfish, being egocentric, uh, because in many places, when you get your grades, they're usually distributed over a bell curve. So not everyone can get an A uh, or A, I don't know what the highest grade is, A plus maybe. Uh, yeah, top grade. <laughs> um, so there's this competitiveness that is cultivated and to, like together with the more isolated performance uh, culture that is in, in the, the education system today, where you are, as a university student, you're a product that is going from A to Z on in a college, you know, education or university education. Um, so it's become it's become so sterile and like cl clinical almost that you just need that certificate to go get an entry level job, basically. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and now this is becoming a, this is getting a real like a, it's becoming a long story, but I kind of want to take it back to where it started. And, Absolutely. You know, 
yeah because i think that's where education should be and and it should it shouldn't be you know i just see i meet so many miserable people that you know they it seems like everyone have it figured out and they're so like put together and they're so you know i have this job and i have this income and i just got this hot wife or husband and i just bought this uh this house etc and when you talk to them and you look them in the eye they don't really look happy and they don't really look like that's just what their inner fire was you know guiding them to do but they're doing it for this because it you know it's what you're supposed to do and it's what you're supposed to live like and i think if we could change the education system to be more like it was intended in the beginning we could be get more people back to their you know inner fire that sounds a little bit you know woohoo but i I really like that idea. I've been thinking of a while, like, so we teach subjects like history, science, math, etc. Mm. What if we taught more like real life skills, like courage or, you know, non-conformity? Yeah. Like what if to yeah. pass uh, a course you had to, you know, not, you know, the Ash conformity test where everyone like looks at a line <laughs> and, you know, some people say that the line's one length and then they're, they're testing to see if you'll conform to what they say it is. Like, what if you pass an exam, you have to stand up for yourself or stand up what is right. Right now we are, yeah, we're, we're, we're just, we're teaching little robots. We're not, we're not lighting fires under people. Yeah. Something different. I, I really like that idea. And it's, yeah, because everything has just been so optimized now that you've always, you, you've taken all the interesting, you know, parts of the equation out almost. And I think like basic life skills such as, you know, communicating with other humans or getting your message through or public speaking or whatever it might be, a courage, like you say, I really like that one. Um, it's just, yeah, it could probably give you a lot to work with besides just macro and microeconomics and statistics and right. <laughs> all these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everyone yeah. listening, go to licks.com and uh, wait on the courage textbook that'll be coming shortly. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to talk a bit about, um, I, I know you mentioned you're, you're kind of doing education because there are these big problems facing the world in the next 50 years. If you could clone yourself today, if there were another Camilla, would she be working at Lix or would she be starting another company? <laughs> That's a very good question. I have a hundred ideas all the, like, all the time. So the, yeah. I don't know. I, I think the path of going to university and dropping out and starting this company, like the, the going to university and realizing that it wasn't for me, at least economics was not for me, was exactly what I needed. Like that was my fuel to get started on this adventure. And that's what in the beginning, the what I thought this would be was, you know, a, a subscription for textbooks. So looking at the music industry and, and the, it's the, the movie and the entertainment industry, we thought, okay, I thought like this would be the next big industry to put on this kind of, of business model. But it just evolved so much from there. And I got my, my hands deep into, you know, like how is education today and all these things we've been talking about already. And, and, and that's when I really, like I could really feel like my passion start to burn. Like it's, it's all this, all the things that are wrong that should be done right. Uh, and I have a lot of like justice in my <laughs> in my body, <laughs> so that's like one of the things. Um, but um, but also just what you can do for other people with a, a, a different education system and a different approach. So in that sense, I think uh, you know connecting the dots backwards 
that's just a coincidence that I ended up here and I've gotten so passionate about this. It's not something I grew up with or anything. So another Camilla would probably do something else, but she would definitely also be starting a company, no doubt. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you have tips for other entrepreneurs or you know people thinking about entrepreneurship? Yeah. So are you thinking about like if you're sitting with an idea right now? Right. Yeah. I would say first of all, don't be afraid to tell it to anyone because people are not going to steal your idea. Um, most people, a lot of people I meet are super afraid to just share the idea because you think that the idea is a special thing. Uh, and it sounds so cliche, but it's just like it's less than one percent. It's nothing. It, it's the, what matters is the execution. So I think first of all, go out, talk to as many people as you can, and preferably someone who has been within, you know worked with startups or have been in the industry that your idea is within and get some feedback and just bounce you know bounce it off and see where it takes you um and then you'll figure out if it's quite it's if it's a good idea or if it's you know you have to go for another one <laughs> or look for another one and then when you've done that i think it's just about not if it feels right go you know give it a try but only if it feels right you need to have the, like the right Know, feeling in your stomach gut feeling it's called yeah okay. um and if you have that i think you need to give it a try because i always ask people like what is the worst thing that could happen right. and often that answer is not like that bad if you actually follow like what is the worst thing that could happen uh and answer that question yourself you're probably just gonna you know you're gonna realize that you are basically afraid of failing or you're basically afraid of you know losing uh, credibility for like in front of uh, your friends or or whatever it might be of these like stupid ridiculous things that hold us back um, so I would say like don't think too much just jump off the cliff and see where it takes you <laughs> and, and then you know you know tweak it on the way down and if you if you're always like right there like almost taking the jump then I don't think you're gonna like you're not gonna be committed so yeah but it depends on uh, yeah, of course your ambition and, and how much you want it and all those things right well we are getting close to the end of our time slot mm -hmm. uh, are there other topics or things you'd like to speak to your audience I actually don't know I uh, I think we've been around a lot of it <laughs> Yeah, if a student wants to use this, you know, your digital textbook solution, they, they go to licks.com, they, they sign up, they type in their school, and th that's how it works. Yeah, it is. So for now, we're actually not, we are, we're doing like exclusive launches uh, of the subscription model in Denmark, the Netherlands and Switzerland. So it's actually not available in the US and I'm so right. sorry, but it's not available right now. Um, but it will be hopefully very, very soon. We hope to do uh some pilots next year uh if if it's possible and if not we will definitely come later um but you can go in and you can request if you're a u.s student you can request um the subscription service just uh, let us know which school you're on and and what your course is then we'll know when we have enough we can we can go to the publishers and say hey we actually have a lot of interest from this university or this college so what do you say we give these student as a, these students a subscription so i see so so students who don't see their schools yet should go on and type in their school name and it'll let you know that there's demand yeah exactly right 
yeah hey well thank you for coming on the show today we had camilla last thing last thing am i pronouncing it right <laughs> yeah it's close enough <laughs> okay um, we have camilla from lix technologies making textbooks go digital specifically with study tools preventing piracy preventing us from lugging books around in our backpacks thank you for your time today camilla yeah thank you so much for having me